Hi, welcome back. I'm Lissa. And I'm Jerry Lee. Welcome back to Experience Eden on this side of heaven. This is our fourth episode and the topic today is a good one. It's how the enemy wages war in our relationships. Have you ever wondered why it seems that those who are closest to us and who we love the most seem to hurt us the most? This is probably one of the most frustrating paradoxes in relationships. So uh, when we say relationships, we mean intimate relationships, people who are very close to us, um, family, uh, best friends, um, especially romantic partners. Mm -hmm. uh, oftentimes that's who we bear our soul to the most. Uh, we expose our deepest hurts, our vulnerabilities, our wounds from the past, our expectations for the future, yeah. uh, insecurities. Mm -hmm. um, so often these are the people that we entrust with all of that stuff. Yep. And um, it can be just soul crushing when the authentic hurts and truths about who we are and why we do what we do and think what we think uh, when we share that with someone and it's weaponized against us in a moment of conflict that can be some of the most frustrating um, pain that anyone can ever feel definitely because if it's someone out on the street and they insult you you know you're like okay yeah whatever you know, but it seems like those ones who are really close to us and who know us inside and out. And then when they hurt us, it's, you know, it's way more devastating because yeah. we are so close to them and we, you know, confide in them. Mm -hmm. So we don't expect them to hurt us like that. Yeah. And I think what's really interesting um, in kind of reflecting on this and thinking about this topic, it kind of occurred to me that... Um, in order to have a truly authentic and intimate bond with another human being, um, you really do have to express um, your deepest feelings mm -hmm. and uh, your insecurities and yeah. your vulnerabilities. And I think that's by design. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially as it relates to spousal relationships. Yeah. So, um, and some of those truths and some of those admissions about insecurities and stuff like that, that'll occur even in the dating phase. But the ultimate goal and the biblical goal is to move toward marriage. Mm -hmm. And then as the Bible says, and as God instructed that the two become one. And I think in order to successfully create that bond and to do that um, with intention and to strengthen the bond, actually you do have to be vulnerable and you do have to be honest and you're supposed to share um, everything with mm -hmm. the other person, you know, and, and to feel safe to do so. And to provide a space where your partner feels safe. It's mm -hmm. not one-sided. You're both supposed to share and to um, be be secure and to feel safe and uh, to feel honored in your honesty. Um, and it's no surprise that that God-intended bond is exactly where the devil hits us the hardest, is in that intimate bond that yeah. is God-ordained, and God instructed, um, that's usually where the enemy hits us the hardest. I mean, you can have a setback at work yeah. or you can have a frustration, you know, like you said, out in the world, a road rage incident, who knows? You can have all kinds of different conflict, but they don't quite affect you the way it does coming from someone you really love whose opinion of you really, really matters. Mm -hmm. And the enemy knows just what buttons to push, you know, and to really hurt you. And, mm -hmm. and then in, in Christian talk, we call that a foothold, uh, where the enemy can literally get his foot in, dig into our lives and um, 
he knows us as well as we know ourselves sometimes better because sometimes mm -hmm. we don't necessarily understand our triggers especially if it relates to something you know maybe childhood something something that was really traumatic that happened to us that we didn't have didn't the maturity mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we didn't understand or we didn't have the knowledge or wisdom at the time to understand and it has created a very open very long-lasting wound mm -hmm. um, the enemy knows exactly what that is and so he's going to weaponize that area of your life and um, we were talking earlier about for all of you that don't relate to what we're about to say god bless you <laughs> god has blessed you i pray that he continues to bless you but for anyone who's been in a unhealthy relationship, mm -hmm. toxic relationship, mm -hmm. unhealthy, toxic relationship. Um, unfortunately, a lot of us have had our fair share. Mm -hmm. um, for anyone who's been in that kind of a relationship, then you are familiar with arguments and verbal confrontations and conflict. And you've probably heard some kind of vicious, awful assault on your character and then later, when the temperature in the room goes down and the tempers go down, the other person will probably say, well, I, I didn't mean that. I just said that to hurt you. And okay, mission accomplished. You definitely hurt me. Yeah. But why is that a mission? Why is that even a thing? Why do we say things to people we love that we know is going to hurt them? And... The answer that we've discovered uh, is spiritual warfare. Yep, it's the enemy. He's hard at work. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest lies that we can tell ourselves as Christians is that the enemy um, has no power and the enemy's not real mm -hmm. and deny his existence and deny his influence over our lives. Um, the important part to remember, though, is that the enemy is powerless unless we participate with what he's trying to get us to do. And that's exactly. critical. Yep. That's critical. And so um, one of the things that we started to do was to dive into the word and dive into scripture and kind of investigate a little bit what the Bible and what God says about uh, the spiritual warfare and the attacks that the devil um, wages on relationships. And I want to share, I want to read it so I don't mess it up, but uh, Ephesians 4.26, in your anger, do not sin. So it sounds really easy. Um, it's just six little words mm -hmm. and it's virtually impossible to do unless uh, you are really seeking um, a godly life and holiness and righteousness. But the important thing to remember is that um, anger in and of itself is not wrong or bad. Um, there can be righteous anger. Mm -hmm. You can be legitimately wrong. And it's okay to feel that emotion. Exactly. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's healthy. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes when you've been really terribly mistreated, anger is an appropriate feeling mm -hmm. to whatever has been done to you. Um, the important distinction, though, is how you respond to that anger. And um, anger is very much a secondary emotion. Mm -hmm. So when you feel um, icky feelings, I call it, it's a real technical word. But <laughs> when you feel icky feelings like um, jealousy or insecurity, or um, a bruised ego, mm -hmm. or fear, or um, when you feel like you've been insulted, um, to sit in that feeling is really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. 
Many of us don't learn how to properly cope with those feelings and how to properly articulate those feelings in conflict. Um, so what we do is we go straight to anger. Mm-hmm. And it's not because we want to go there. I don't think anyone enjoys being angry. Um, we certainly don't enjoy the result of an anger outburst. Mm-hmm. But it feels like at least we're doing something. It's a defense mechanism. Exactly. So we feel like when we're being angry mm-hmm. and we're doing the fight or flight thing that we are standing up for our own virtues and we're, you know, we're standing up for ourselves. Yeah. And the reality is we're really just succumbing to the schemes of the enemy. And That's what he wants. Exactly. That's exactly what he wants us to do is mm-hmm. feel that we can be angry and then lash out. Like, what are you going to do about that anger? Mm-hmm. And then we feel justified. Mm-hmm. You know, well, he hurt me, so I'm going to hurt him. In that person. moment, you might feel. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so the Bible gives us, you know, a lot of um, techniques and insight into the destruction of uh, the tongue and how to avoid it. Uh, another one is Proverbs 15.1, which I love. Um, is a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs anger. It is so true. One of the things that we always talk about in Bible study is that um, don't believe and don't trust everything you feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, our feelings betray us a lot. A lot. A lot. <laughs> a lot of and then our tongues betray us because we react to the feelings yeah. instead of responding in a mature and loving way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Oftentimes, even the worst offense doesn't necessarily need a response. It doesn't require one. And one of the things that you can really exercise in maturity, especially especially spiritual maturity, is to learn when and where and how to respond. And when to just, you know, you have a right to remain silent. Yeah. <laughs> so, it took me a long time to work on that one. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's hard. It's almost it impossible. Is. It is hard. And it's it's our gut instinct. It's mm-hmm. our flesh. To lash response. out and just. Yeah. And, and I've, I mean, I've personally, I've been on the receiving end of just vicious, vile, verbal assaults. And I'm going to be honest, I have returned fire mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I have said some awful things where, you know, it's almost like a cartoon. You're saying the words and you can see the letters <laughs> coming out of your mouth. You're like, no, why did I say that? And, and it's crazy because as, as I got older and more mature and more experienced in my faith, I started to realize, like, I would never say that mm-hmm. to a human being. Why mm-hmm. on earth did I say that? And I started to realize that really it was the enemy um, preying on my own pride and uh, my own ego and mm-hmm. this need to be right and this need to be respected. And and really, all I was doing in that moment, I wasn't proving a point to the other person. I wasn't winning anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really just sacrificing uh, my own integrity. Yep. Because at the end of the day, I can't control the other person. Mm-hmm. And they can say whatever they want. But ultimately, I have control over my mouth. And I have control over my participation in the conflict. And as much as it is possible for me to acknowledge the fact that I'm in spiritual warfare, that I'm under spiritual attack from the schemes of the enemy, when you, when you make that distinction, uh, it's actually um, empowering. Because mm-hmm. you realize, you know what? I'm not what that person says I am yeah. right now. I yeah. am not anything nasty. I'm not, I'm a beloved child of God. And in that moment, when you can make that distinction and separate the lies of the enemy coming out of your loved one's mouth, uh, from the truth of who you really are, it, it gives you margin mm-hmm. 
and space, even in the midst of the conflict, to just be at peace for a moment. Um, just focus on what God says you are, who you know to be as a child of God. And so um, it's it's very empowering. Yeah, and knowing that helps you not to react. Exactly. Because you can recognize it for what it is. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, so another Bible verse that we wanted to share was James 4, 7. Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So what is the first part of that verse? Submit yourselves to God. That is the invitation that God gives us. Once Mm -hmm. we believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we invite him into our lives and we are saved by grace. Yes. But that moment is just the beginning of something. Mm -hmm. It's certainly not the end. It's certainly not the, you know, the beautiful grace of God that gives us salvation. It's an invitation to holiness. Yep. It's an invitation to get into the word, um, to learn what God says about these things, to, um, to learn about and begin to utilize the tools of recognition uh, and also the tools uh, that we can use against spiritual warfare. And that's it's, it's so important. And we were shocked by the verses uh, in the Bible about um, the destruction of our mouths. Mm-hmm. Life and death is given in the tongue. You know, you could speak life into someone just as easily as you can, you know, bring them down, bring them to death. It's all in the tongue. And it's so powerful. And a lot of people don't recognize that, Mm -hmm. you know, they'll just say whatever comes to mind and they don't realize the weight of their words. Mm -hmm. And and it's crazy because uh, words do matter. Mm -hmm. Um, I think especially now in 2021 in the climate that we live in also, I mean, words really have a significant impact. And like Lissa said, they can empower and encourage someone and they can destroy Mm -hmm. them, just destroy them. But, um, you can't be destroyed by your feelings. So when you've been the victim of an angry or a verbal assault, um, those feelings that you're feeling, the pain, the fear, the insecurity, the anger, the desire to retaliate, you can't be destroyed by those feelings. Mm-hmm. They feel awful and yep. we don't like to feel them, but those do nothing to destroy us. It's how we respond to that that is um, how we risk our own integrity. Yep. And when you're being attacked, and you choose to respond with either silence in a loving way, not stonewalling, but returning fire often just breeds more fire. So if you can lovingly um, pause and not return fire um, and not retaliate in like kind, you are continuing to remain in relationship with God. And when you fail to do that and when you return fire and when you engage in the conflict um, with the same nastiness as the other person, It's really not about them in that moment when you're behaving poorly, you are separating yourself from God. Mm -hmm. And that's the really sad part, but actually it's the goal of the devil. He, he doesn't care so much about the conflict. I'm sure he's sitting with his popcorn and enjoying every minute of it, but that's really not the goal. The goal is to separate us from God. And if he can get both parties to do it, victory is super happy. Yeah. Yeah. Then he thinks he won. Yep. But the goal is for us to become spiritually mature and wise enough um, to recognize what's going on and to not engage mm-hmm. and to not risk our own salvation and our own integrity and our own separation from God. And so the more you pray, the more you seek God's word, the more you seek to find peace and conflict, the more you ensure your connection remains intact with God. And that's huge and it's critical. And you can recognize, you know, those attacks because the enemy is... You know, pushing, he's trying to 
really control our thoughts, mm-hmm. our hearts, our minds. And if he could do that, he can de- destroy everything around us too. Exactly. And that's exactly what he wants to do. Exactly. And so we sometimes say, like, say you're having conflict in your marriage or mm-hmm. you're having conflict with a coworker. Um, oftentimes you'll hear somebody who is Christian and is aware of these things say, oh, the devil is after my marriage <laughs> or, oh, the devil's really after my job and I'm, I'm not happy at work. And while, yeah, that's true, the devil is trying to influence those relationships. The truth is he wants to consume you. Mm-hmm. All of you, your whole being, your head, your heart, your words, your actions, your thoughts, all of you. And as much as he can consume you and as much as he can control you, then he can destroy everything you touch. Every relationship you have, your mm-hmm. business, your profession, your yep. parenting, your how you respond in your marriage, how you respond to your friends. So as much as the devil can control your behavior and make you react to things with that just animal instinct we have to fight or flight, the more he can control that, the more he can destroy everything around you. And that's why it tries to use people who are closest to us to drive that wedge in there to, you know, start that process of making us angry or making us, you know, separate us from God. And oftentimes he uses people that are even unaware of it. They're mm-hmm. unaware of what they're, how much they're hurting you, how much, you know, mm-hmm. they are bringing those feelings of anger to your life exactly. and starting the destruction. They don't even really recognize it, that yeah. the devil is using them. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, to use a biblical term, um, we're not always equally yoked with people. And that's mm-hmm. not just a marriage term. Um, it, it's a term that means that you are unequally participating in a relationship with God. So it could be, again, family member, coworker, mm-hmm. spouse. Um, unequally yoked, meaning that um, you maybe your relationship is stronger or weaker with God than your spouse's. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not just saying I'm not talking to people and saying, yeah, 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 your spouse is the bad one. That's not what I'm trying to say, because we're we're equally guilty at times unless we are in the word and learning and growing. But um, it's really interesting how the devil can use people who are unaware and he's preying on their pride and their ego, mm-hmm. and their need to respond, and their um, how, how they feel fueled in a fight. Some people just feel so invigorated in a fight because their pride is so important yep. to them, mm-hmm. and their desire is so important to them, and what they want to get out of this fight, or what, I, what they want to prove to you is so important to them, and the devil is just fueling it, and they're unaware, unaware, either because they're not um, spiritually aware, mm-hmm. maybe they're not Christian at all, um, maybe they are and they're trying and they're just lost in the moment because um, the devil's pushing their pain buttons. And so it's really, really critical that um, we become aware of this. And um, like Lisa and I were talking about earlier, it, it can start with the most silly topic. And you don't realize that something that seems trivial, maybe on another day of the week in a different mood, it might have no significance to you and it can snowball. Yeah. And it can end in a vicious attack. And one thing that we wanted to talk about, too, that we were discussing in preparation for this is that um, we need that vulnerability that we keep talking about that um, places us in a position to be hurt by our loved ones. But um, we need to put um, a safe haven around our relationship and like this this bubble of truth, mm-hmm. <laughs> this bubble of honesty. We need to create an environment where the people we're most intimate with feel safe with us. Yeah. And vice versa. And it's really important that in that moment that we don't succumb to weaponizing their honesty. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really hard 
to hear something unpleasant, um, hear something that's maybe threatening to us mm -hmm. from a loved one mm -hmm. and to process that without retaliating or taking offense or turning it against them later. So if your spouse does something undesirable or mm -hmm. um, something that could potentially threaten the relationship and comes to you with that and, and feels safe enough to go over that with you and say, look, honey, uh, I did this today or I thought about doing this today and I know it would really hurt you and I really want to talk to you about it. As much as you want to freak out in that moment or, or get angry uh, and, and attack or, or be, um, be so one-sided that you don't see the vulnerability and the bridge that that other person is building mm -hmm. with you, as much as you want to do that and it's natural to want to do that, um, it's so important to build up the bond of that relationship and just pause for a moment. And rather than react to how it's making you feel, provide them a safe place and don't weaponize their authenticity. Yeah. Because and, at least they came to you. The worst thing you'd want to happen is for them not even to want to come to you anymore and tell you what's going on in their lives. Exactly. And we talked like, I don't even know where the saying comes from, but there's a, there's a saying that you're as sick as your secrets. Mm -hmm. Um, if something is going on in your in your mind or in your life or um, something is going on that's tempting or something that's threatening to pull you off the path of righteousness and you go to your spouse or your partner um, with this confession and rather than honor the, the humility and honor the honesty, you attack them. Yeah. What you're doing, you're not doing anything to build a relationship. All you're doing is destroying and breaching that trust. And they mm -hmm. may never come to you with, with something that's um, embarrassing or vulnerable or something that seems like a confession ever again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a perfect example would be, say, a husband or wife has a coworker who's become flirtatious with them and they go home and tell their spouse. And the spouse freaks out. Well, I don't yeah. want you around her anymore. And how dare you? And you start, you start getting jealous and you start attacking the person that's not going to do anything for your no. relationship. Um, and really in that moment and in situations like that, your partner is coming to you looking for help. Mm -hmm. Like this is what I'm dealing with, babe. Yeah. When I'm at my, when I'm at my job nine to five, like help me with this. How do, how do I deal with this? How would you like me to deal with this? And yeah. then you can open up and have a conversation. And I've said this, like not every conversation is for your spouse necessarily. Like girls, if your husband comes home and says that to you, Talk them through it. Say, thank you so much for being honest, honey. And then you can call yeah. your girlfriend. Say, I'm freaking out. This is going yeah. on at my husband's job. Yeah. And, and seek some wise counsel and, and um, be as raw as you want with her. Mm -hmm. But be very, very mindful of the fact that you need to create a space of vulnerability and honesty. And you need to honor that and not weaponize their truth. Because if someone's coming to you with something like that, they at least have the best of intentions. They might mm -hmm. not have the tools or, or the words to deal with it. So they're coming to you, mm -hmm. but far be it um, better that they do that than try to navigate it on their own and then get in some kind of a misunderstanding at work or yeah. a gray area or the lines get blurred. And th these are real life problems. Yeah. These happen every day yeah. <laughs> and temptation's going nowhere. As, as long as we're breathing, there will be temptation and there will be distractions. 
Again, schemes of the enemy. Yep. And they trust you enough to come to you and they want you to fight with them, not against them. And that's what, where we find a discord so much is like, now you're fighting your partner instead of they came to you. Why don't you fight this battle with them? Not against them. Exactly. And that's a perfect example of a situation where the secondary emotion would, would jump in. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm hearing this. It's making me feel jealous. It's making me feel insecure. It's making me feel like I need to fight. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to fight with this person. And that we're responding to the secondary emotion, which is anger. Mm-hmm. It's totally fair in that moment to say, you know what, honey, I really appreciate that you shared this with me, but it really makes me feel jealous. It makes me feel a little insecure. Yeah, be uh, honest. Yeah. Yeah. And the honesty, um, there's not a lot of pride in, in being honest about icky feelings. You know, like... <laughs> I'm a 42 year old woman. I do not want to tell my husband that I'm jealous. I I, I don't, I don't because it's humiliating. Like, shouldn't I know better? Shouldn't I be more grown up than to be jealous at 42? Like, isn't that what I did when I was 14? Like, you know what I mean? Like, why am I still battling with this? But again, it's the same old story. It's the same old schemes. I have jealousy from being that 14 year old girl who is still trapped inside this 42 year old body. And when I get those little pain triggers, yeah, that's when the response comes out. So I'm yeah. not even just responding to the conversation that I'm having with my spouse right now. I'm responding to the knowing of what jealousy feels like mm-hmm. from many, many old years. emotions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe like in my case, I've been, I've been on the receiving end of uh, a spouse having an affair. Mm-hmm. So once you know that pain, you are now hypersensitive to the potential of that ever happening again. Mm-hmm. And the enemy knows it. And he probably knows it better than we do sometimes. Yep. Um, he's able to push our buttons um, to get, you know, maximum damage done. And um, it's unfortunately when it comes to emotional hurts, they're not new and unique each time. Mm. There's a dog piling, you know, a, a compounding. So, you know, each time I feel jealousy, okay, now the jealousy feeling is this big. Mm-hmm. You know, it started out here, but each time it happened, it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And now we're dealing with a monster because not only do I know what it feels like, I know what it feels like times a thousand. Yeah. And so when when you have deep wounds like that, so many of us have um, insecurity issues. Um, jealousy issues, abandonment issues, trust issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, I mean, we have issues. Yeah. Oh my God. Lots of issues. <laughs> I have issues about my issues. Yeah. So when you think about it like that, it's like there's so much potential for disaster mm-hmm. and we're really making things easy for the enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, the other part is that, um, God's design, like we discussed in the beginning, um, God's design is for us to have these intimate relationships, to be built on trust, to be mm-hmm. built on a mutual respect and vulnerability and authenticity. And when there's a breach of any of those, um, when we've been cheated on, when we've been abandoned, when we've been hurt, when we've been disrespected, when we've been abused, mm-hmm. um, the logical thing for a lot of us to do is to just build up walls. And, um, for someone, for example, that was in a marriage and there was infidelity, it's really easy to get out of that relationship, you know, and that close that chapter and say, well, that's it. I'm never going to share my deepest, darkest hurts and vulnerabilities with anyone ever again. Yep. So the potential is there that, okay, the next spouse or partner or whatever, um, will never be able to push that pain button, mm-hmm. but you'll never reach the level of intimacy yep. and trust 
mm-hmm. and vulnerability and authenticity that God intends to create those divine bonds that he really wants us to experience. Going back to experiencing Eden on this side of heaven, he wants us to have that. Yeah. That Eden intention of that that unity and that bond between two people in love. Mm-hmm. And so the devil uses that against us, yeah. right? We can't have that if we close ourselves off. And that's exactly what the enemy wants us to do. He wants us to bask in those pains so that we form these wedges in our relationships. Mm-hmm. But that's not what God wants for us. And that's why it's so important that we stay close and stay in God's word so that we can recognize <laughs> these schemes that the devil is using. So yeah. we can separate you know, our emotions from his lies and be able to fight back against it. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. And so... All of the things that we've been discussing are tactics and schemes of the enemy. Um, and we've tried to incorporate a little bit of um, real life scenarios, a little bit, um, just to kind of explain to you, like, how the process goes. Yeah. You know, somebody somebody does something to make you feel insecure. You lash out in anger. The person gets yeah. upset because they feel defiant and mm-hmm. they need to defend themselves. They didn't do anything wrong. And now you're in a big mess. Yep. Um and the enemy is not that smart. He usually like presses those same buttons. If you're yeah. insecure, it's always going to come through your insecurities. You know, if Amen. whatever those issues that you have, it's going to be reoccurring. He's going to mm-hmm. keep pressing those buttons. So if you start to recognize it, you can fight against it. Exactly. And so that brings us to, this is literally my favorite book of the Bible, Ephesians. Mm-hmm. Um, I love every word of it. Um, but, but, as it relates to our discussion today and spiritual warfare, specifically within intimate relationships, um, spiritual warfare requires spiritual weapons. Mm-hmm. And the Bible, like I said, the more you get in the word, the more you um, meditate on it, the more you believe it, the more you trust it, the more powerful it becomes mm-hmm. in your life. And again, I'm going to read this one because this is one of my favorites. Don't want to miss anything. It's Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. The armor of God. Love this one. favorite. <laughs> I know. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God mm-hmm. so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. So that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So powerful. Amen. Amen. I had a mentor in Huntington Beach, Susan, who I adore. And she gave me this really cool visual. She's like, I wake up in the morning. I turn off my alarm and as I'm laying in bed, I visualize that I'm getting dressed in my armor of God before my feet ever hit the floor. Mm -hmm. And it was just a really powerful, beautiful visual. Um, They're all equally important. Every piece of it. Um, Mm -hmm. We've discussed today a lot about righteousness, uh, about 
in the face of evil and in the face of conflict, uh, maintain your own righteousness. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of what the other person does, you will maintain your your connection, your um, commitment yeah. to God and godly things and to holiness. Because you can't control anyone else or what anyone else does, but you can control you and your relationship and your integrity. Mm-hmm. And to be honest... Um, Something, you know, people always say, well, you can't change anyone, which I 100% agree. You can't change anyone, Mm -hmm. but you can change how you respond to people. Mm -hmm. So, and that can be in a, in a decade old or multi-decade old relationship. You can change how you're behaving Mm -hmm. and believe it or not, it's really a powerful thing when you exercise restraint, um, when you exercise righteousness and holiness Again, you can't change the other person, but I promise you that when you change your response to that person, it will change the relationship and it will change the climate of the relationship. It's like a ripple effect. Absolutely. And it will especially change how you navigate conflict because you can't avoid it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Conflict (laughs) is coming. You can't (laughs) avoid it, but you can change how you respond to it and how you navigate it. Um, And most importantly, so that, that was a lot of words. That was a long verse. Um, there's so much good stuff in there um, that at a later time we'll do a, a full podcast on the armor of God. It's just that amazing. It's so powerful. It really is. Mm-hmm. But for right now, um, I just want to give any uh, unbelievers or new believers um, just that content to meditate on. Again, it's Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. But um, we want to remind you of the last part, verse 18, mm-hmm. and the power of prayer. We all know that when we get into conflict and the noise in our head is just pounding and we're so overwhelmed with all the emotion and the stimuli and the pain and Mm -hmm. all of that, in that moment, it's really hard to think about getting dressed in the armor. (laughs) Like (laughs) the breastplate, what is it? (laughs) And you're like, honestly, I've been in situations where I feel like I don't don't remember which is which. I don't know what's going to help me wear. Exactly. It just becomes overwhelming. And then you, the other thing is when, when you're in total chaos and you don't know what to do, you oftentimes get like decision paralysis. Mm-hmm. Like, uh oh, I don't know what to do, so I'm going to do nothing. Yeah. Or worse, again, you react in yeah. anger. Um, so, verse 18 really highlights the importance of prayer. Mm. It literally says, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Um, God is not scared by your wish list. Okay. Um, you can give it to him in the moment of conflict. God, I wish this was over. God, I wish I had the words to disengage and, um, make this, make this conflict go away or, or lower and drop the temperature on the anger. God, I wish I could have that. Mm-hmm. Pray. Just talk to him. Pray. If you don't feel like you have the tools, exercise the most critical one, which is prayer mm-hmm. and ask the Holy Spirit to intercede on your behalf. Um, I'm, I'm definitely familiar with what the noise of chaos sounds like, and it's deafening. You can't think clearly. You can't think righteously. Um, and so in that moment, just pause mm-hmm. and pray. Trust me, the, the fight's not going anywhere. <laughs> you can go, you can go right back into it and, and see where your, your, uh, conflict partner is. But most importantly, um, exercise the prayer aspect of it. And it, it has a crazy calming effect. <sighs> To pause and pray. And you know, another thing, um, I've said this in Bible study, it's really hard to be angry at someone you're praying for. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's such a it's weird true. thing. You yeah. Know? Like, just pick somebody right now that you've had conflict with, even in the past, and pray over them. 
you just have this sense of peace about it. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's really hard to um, stay mad at someone you're praying for. Mm -hmm. Or at least it's hard to fire back at them yeah. when you're praying for them. Mm -hmm. It just makes it a little bit more difficult. Um, so we just wanted to get together to talk about, kind of share some more stories <laughs> and talk about, um, you know, how have we navigated conflict? What has worked for us? What's mm -hmm. made it worse? Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a good reflection point for yeah. everybody. Um, if you feel safe to have this conversation with someone you've been in conflict with, especially a spouse or someone that you would really like to um, strengthen the bond with and open lines of communication in a moment that is not in conflict, you know, maybe open it up and, and how can we do this better? Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, the strength of a relationship is not, how much fun you have when things are good. Mm -hmm. Um, the strength of a relationship really is how do you navigate difficult things? Yeah. Um, how do you navigate conflict? How do you resolve conflict? Cause it's not enough just to get through it. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to be loving enough, um, and to, um, be compassionate enough and give a little. Mm -hmm. And that's the hard part about conflict is people don't want to give. They feel like if they, if they are compromising that they're sacrificing their worth or their needs. And I'm sorry, people, but relationships is about compromise yep. and sacrifice and not always getting what you want mm -hmm. and being able to respond in a loving way when that happens. Mm -hmm. So um, we're going to continue more on another episode about um, the spiritual warfare and the armor of God. But we hope that we've given you a little bit of food for thought today. Um, so when you, the next time you're in conflict, I, I would like you to get like kind of some muscle memory. Okay, the temperature's going up, tempers are going up. What am I really feeling? Assess yourself. Mm -hmm. Why am I getting angry right now? Am I jealous? Am I insecure? A am I feeling threatened? Am I fearful? Assess yourself mm -hmm. first, which is really all you can do. <laughs> but assess yourself first and, and try and not go to the default setting of anger. And try and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to try something different. I'm going to express that, you know what, honey? I'm feeling insecure right now. That makes me insecure. Mm -hmm. And see what happens. The likelihood of that bridge being built, of your partner wanting to nurture you. Because really, like we talked about, some of these attacks come from people that are supposed to love us the most. Yep. And sometimes we inadvertently add fuel to the fire. Not, not realizing, and it's not, certainly not our intention, but perhaps rather than firing back with the secondary emotion of anger, try, try and be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Try and say, you know what, honey, I'm, I'm feeling insecure about that. That makes me a little bit fearful. And give your, your partner the opportunity to nurture that authenticity, to honor it. And uh, I would like it to be a little bit of a challenge. Yeah. Um, you can email us. I would love to hear a story about how, okay, temperature's going up. I recognize this as spiritual warfare. I'm yeah. not going to return fire. I'm going to acknowledge my primary emotion and go from there. And it really, it can be done. I've yeah. been exercising. Yeah. I'm very proud to say <laughs> that I've learned how to exercise it. And it, it really is liberating mm -hmm. to not feel in bondage to anger and fear and all the schemes of the devil. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe the conflict won't be resolved. Or maybe it'll take multiple tries to exercise this newfound gift of, uh, of awareness of spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. But I would love to hear your stories. 
I would love to hear how maybe the absence of a response, the absence of returning fire, how it was able to um, disengage and defuse conflict. I would love to hear it from you guys if you want to share it with us in yeah, authenticity. Because definitely. I'm happy to share. We can. We, can we have lots of stories. <laughs> yes, I, I, I'm at like pro level. But um, we would love to hear from you guys. And this is a community that we're building and um, we want to lift each other up. We want mm-hmm. to encourage and empower and equip each other on how to live real life. Yeah. Definitely. You know, we wanted to do a biblical, um, Bible-based Christian podcast, but the whole objective is how do we navigate this everyday life with righteousness in the name of God to glorify Him and uh, to bring and invite holiness into our lives. Yep. And so, He gives us those weapons and those tools to use, and that's why we're hoping to bring it to you guys to encourage you, equip you, mm-hmm. so that we can navigate this life. Together, together. Mm-hmm. We're not alone. And um, if something that we've been through um, can save even one fight, <laughs> if you can disengage one fight in the near Winning. future, <laughs> I take the W. Immediately take the W when you feel like it's going away. And then, you know, if you feel like you've been wronged, just let the other person be wrong. Yeah, so don't let them sit in their wrongness. Like, that's not, like you go over there. You're in your own sandbox. You can stay right there. And then, you know, you're, you're giving yourself an opportunity to um, exercise holiness. And really, it's love. Yep. You know, even when somebody is not behaving in a loving way, um, love yourself and your relationship with God enough to not engage with them. Yep. And it takes work, but you can do it. We have faith in you. <laughs> we want to hear all about it. So we're going to pray us out that we use the new tools. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for this time together. Um, Thank you for the opportunity to be vulnerable, to be authentic, Lord, Um, to be in your word. Um, Your wisdom is so incredible. And just letting us know that the devil is real, that his schemes are real, that his desire to destroy us is real. It's powerful. And uh, we're so thankful for your word and for the tools that you give us, Lord. Help us to recognize spiritual warfare. Uh, Help us to put on the armor of God, Lord. Help us to pray when we don't have the solution and we don't know the answer and we want to act out in our flesh, Lord. Help us to pause and pray. We ask, Father, that we use these new new tools. We uh, ask that we live in community, that we um, build each other up, Lord, in your name. We ask that we continue to grow and to glorify your kingdom. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.